welcome to Rice is Rice, a podcast about the British East Asian and Southeast Asian experience on all things Asian and not. I'm Connor. I'm Akina. And I'm Jem. And I would say I believe in almost all the superstitions that my parents have told me in Philippines. Um, you believe in them? Like you fully believe in them? Okay, maybe fully is a a strong word. <laughs> maybe it's more like I am terrified that they are true and I'm just going <laughs> to like try and stay away from it just in case. So like 80% believe in it kind of thing. 75. 75. <laughs> what are the Filipino ones? One thing that I always remember a superstition is my mom would always say her grandma when she accidentally swallows a fish bone, her grandma would take a kitten mm-hmm. and like rub it on her neck. Why? Because apparently that makes the fish bone go down. Oh, that's weird. Do you know the weirdest superstition that I heard? Apparently, yeah. if anyone says a compliment to you, like, oh, you're so good looking or something like that, when you man up to them, you have to swear at them under your breath. You have to be like, putting in enamel. Is that how you say really? it? Like yeah, because yeah. If, they, if they give you that compliment and you don't say that, then you're going to get really, really sick or something. So when that oh, told me, I was like, this is so that. weird. Today, guys, we are having rice served with lockdown part two. Okay. Lockdown <laughs> two, electric boogaloo. Lockdown <laughs> episode two, the Empire Strikes Back. Two lockdown, two furious. Two lockdown, two furious. <laughs> uh, I can't think of any other. Okay. So oh, as lockdown we... two, here we go again. Sorry. Oh, I like are, that. It's like the Mamma Mia that's, one. That's the last one. I, I do like that one. That one is the one that makes the most sense yeah. out of the ones you Lockdown said. Lockdown 2. Here we go again. The Empire Strikes Back because like Britain's it. a bloody empire. Am I right? Okay, whatever. <laughs> anyway, so as we all know by now, everyone listening in the UK, um, mm-hmm. we're entering another lockdown on Thursday, which would mean that for the audience, we're entering a lockdown tomorrow yeah um and i feel like so we did our served with lockdown episode when the first lockdown hit the country for how long was that like three months four months months? three months three months i think this one they're telling us is gonna last until december the second before we carry on though we do realize the fact that this is a really weak lockdown in comparison to actual lockdowns because yeah the rules are so terrible they're quite like Lax. relaxed this is not a lockdown this is a like i don't even know what it is it's a stern it's a stern telling stay, off it's a stern stay put <laughs> yeah but anyway this lockdown is only one month but i feel i mean personally i feel like it's gonna go on a little longer you think it'll they're be extended for christmas and i know that I know that the government are going to be like, okay, fine, you can have your Christmas. Mm. But I think after that, they're going to return us again. Yeah, I think I think we'll be let off the leash for December yeah. for Christmas because businesses need it. 
mental health wise like and people would just freak out and like be so pissed off at the government for keeping yeah. us in but i think come january after new year's it'll be like lockdown again yeah for sure and i think if, if the first lockdown was all about zoom quizzes and banana bread and dalgona coffee <laughs> i feel like lockdown part two is gonna be quite i mean i feel like everyone's sick of it Every, Everyone in the UK is kind of bored of lockdown uh, and the pandemic and talking about debt and the economy. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just going to be debt and anxiety for lockdown part two. What yeah. do you guys think? Um, I think, yeah, just more debt and more depression because it's winter now. Yeah, well. yeah. So it's cold and wet. You can't even like, I mean... You weren't supposed to go outside, but you can't go outside the garden, you know, your outside space you have inside your home. Um, the festive season is supposed to be festive, so people expect it to be all cheery, but obviously you're not really going to get that. You're yeah. not going to really start the Christmas season until beginning December now. That's so sad. Um, yeah. It's just going to be horrible. And also, because a lot of people are quote-unquote over it, I mean can't really decide to be over covid yeah but a lot of people have decided for themselves that fuck biology they're over covid there's gonna be a lot more uh, anti-maskers out there oh for uh -huh. sure yeah because i saw yesterday there was a hashtag on twitter that was trending hashtag i will not comply i just read that and then sighed and like <laughs> thought we we're gonna be in this until <laughs> next spring or something i don't yeah, know yeah something crazy yeah but it's definitely like set in motion a whole like quarantine culture like covid-19 culture like yeah. so many things have already changed on a wider scale and also on a personal scale so i wanted to ask you guys how is this second round of lockdown gonna be different for you personally mm. like how has the mood changed for you for the second round i think i'm a little bit more anxious about this second mm -hmm. lockdown only because i've just moved out um so i was very lucky that Two when i ago. first went into lockdown <laughs> i was with my family and we all get on really well and it was actually really nice we were just like spending more time together and we we're hanging out and we were baking together and having good meals mm -hmm. but this time i've moved into london um with people that i don't really know that well yet but i mean they're really really great so I, I actually think it will be fine like socially i think it'll be fine but it's it's like a i would have preferred having gone through like a move without a lockdown in the same week but i also think it's almost a good thing because it will force me to like really get to know them um and be more comfortable I mean, with no my choice. own yeah exactly i have no choice but like yeah to also like be comfortable on my own because that was one of the things like during the first lockdown I got so comfortable with being with my family all the time we spent a lot of time together anyway but that was just yeah intense um so I'm I'm actually kind of looking forward to it because I think this will help me grow up a bit more again mm. yeah for sure what about you I mean I think you've had the toughest time out of us mm -hmm. all on this podcast with like COVID-19 really kicked you up the ass. Not just up it, like straight in. Straight into the ass. Straight into the ass. <laughs> just slipped right in um, there. Right, yeah, right to my prostate. Um, I think 
I don't know. To be honest, I think it's going to be the same for me because I was never one to be so annoyed that I'm not going out because mm-hmm. I never really went out before. Like, mm-hmm. I met friends and I can't do that now, but that's not so effective to me that I'm going to die inside because yeah. I can't see someone. I can always talk to them on, you know. So the social the aspect doesn't bother you? It Well, obviously, it bothers me. I'm not a robot, but <laughs> not as much as, you know, it would some people. Um, and I didn't have a regular workplace anyway, so that also doesn't really do anything. Yeah, I'm not affected by it, but I'm affected by people being affected by it because just a lot of annoying ass people out there who are complaining about it. And also because it's not a proper lockdown. Like if you're going to do it, just do it properly and kind of shut everything. Mm. But because nothing's really shut properly, it's not really going to um, flatten no curve. Yeah, like we're flattening no curve here. It's just gonna keep going up, maybe at a slower rate for a month, and then people are gonna go crazy in December when the shops open up for Christmas shopping again, and it's just gonna it's just gonna get higher. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I don't I don't think because this is one that isn't as strict. Like I I know with work we're still allowed to go and film things, and obviously mm-hmm. schools are still open, so that's gonna be like mixing households there. I don't think this lockdown will actually do very much in comparison to the one we had before um, but I also think maybe because it's not as strict as it was before maybe won't have as the same impact on mental health as it as it did before it will have an impact on businesses and I think that's the only like businesses and, and jobs again but other than yeah. that I don't think the social aspect will be affected in a huge amount because I also think people will probably still meet up because yeah almost certainly yeah like we've had the taste and then people aren't necessarily going to want to stop it's like oh it's only a month yeah but let me just like meet my friend and go on walks or like do picnics or you know that well picnics in the cold but i don't know i feel like people will find a way to go around that yeah personally um from my point of view, I before this episode, I did a quick listen on our first lockdown episode because yeah. I wanted to see the difference in like how we were reacting to it. Um, and I, the bit I noticed was me saying like, I realized that I've come to really not like people because of how they're treating the whole pandemic mm-hmm. and now they're yeah. being quite selfish. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, how they're being quite selfish not wearing masks or like still going out um, socializing or pubs or whatever. And it made me kind of like disappointed um, because that was also when everyone was clapping for the NHS. Mm -hmm. This lockdown is kind of like the clapping for NHS as in it's, um, it's a gesture. It's theater. It's like very performative. Yeah. So that for me still stands. Like I still am quite disappointed in People, when I see them saying like, oh, it, it's not real. Let's just all go back to our normal lives. I understand like the pressure to go back to normal lives, especially when like jobs and and financially a lot of people are struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, businesses are struggling. But I think that we've lost some compassion um, because I know that even though it's mostly like people who are elderly and people who already have like underlying illnesses underlying condition that are affected drastically Mm. with COVID-19 it's not fair to say 
we have to let them go. They're the sacrifice mm-hmm. that Definitely. we have to make so that we can continue strengthening our economy. Yeah. Yep. I think that it's it gives me so like it makes me feel so down to think that we're we're lacking in like that kind of compassion. Um on another note, how are how do you guys feel like this is affecting us as a community, as a diaspora of Asians around the world? We talked about in the first episode how it's really harming us and how we're seeing more racism and violence towards Asians. How has it changed now? What, like five, four months on since we last talked about it? I don't think it's Everybody changed. Like- I think, I think, because if I remember correctly, our predictions from back then was like well not predictions but what we thought was well what was happening and what was going to happen was a lot more racism racism towards asians um and that's still going on now i don't know whether you saw vivial's story the i think it was Mm. yesterday the day before yesterday like someone shouted chink at her when she just moved into Mm. her new apartment i think she was just walking outside so i think it's it's still affecting us and if anything probably affecting us more now and will continue to affect us the more people get angry at the fact that we have to stay in and and have another lockdown like oh well this just started because of those Asians and you know I I think it will probably get worse yeah it's racism violence and also like Asian businesses are just closing down because no one's supporting it because of the racism because uh yeah we've seen a lot of a lot of fallen Fallen comrades. In, in oh my gosh, Hans? Yeah. yeah. So if, uh, if you guys don't know, um, there's a Chinatown institution. I'm not afraid to say. <laughs> it's a, a Cantonese uh, roast meat restaurant called Hung's. It's, it's, Hung's is good. It's cheap. It's good size. It's the, open late. The, yeah. And the main thing is that it was open till 4 a.m. So, you could go clubbing and then after you go clubbing, you could go eat Chinese food and, you know, shoot the shit and chat and just have a good time there. Um, and Hung's has closed down and there's no sign of reopening because they just don't have the money. Because besides the COVID people not, you know, they're not supporting Chinese businesses. Soho landlords also don't care if those businesses go out or not because yeah. they're in Soho. It's prime real estate. They will get something else. Yeah. It's honestly, like, I feel like I was mourning that place because we had so many great memories there. And because it's so, like, known, I'm sure a lot of people were upset when they saw the news. I think also that people should, you know, take away the store open if you want Chinese food, but you're second-guessing it. Don't. Just go get... Yeah, vote with your money. Uh, You know, get some boba, maybe. Some... Yeah, you know, support Asian businesses. Although I think you guys are right that the the violence towards Asians are continuing to soar. Do you think that... I mean, obviously, we speak about this in the podcast. We have Vivyao and everything that she's accomplishing. There is David York Looks, We Are Not Virus, the um, online theatre event. Festival. Festival. Um, there's... I mean, our, our our own Christy Koo. She made a, an amazing poem. Our speaking. Own She's ours now. We've we've claimed her. She was on the <laughs> podcast. She is our own Christy Koo. You hear that, Christy? Uh, 
Um, she did an amazing piece of poetry towards it. And obviously, um, the MP that appeared uh, doing the speech campaigning against violence against Asians. And it's just like we are seeing these bits of content and these like kind of campaigns and actions that that try to push against all this violence that mm -hmm. we're seeing. Um, so would it be fair to say that like we are stronger as a community because of it, or was it naive? I definitely think so because, like, let's be honest. If anyone knows British East and Southeast Asian community history, we've not been the strongest compared to you know our other like POC counterparts. Yeah. But I think because this year's just been so shit and very targeted, especially at East Asians, like specifically for the Chinese people, are just kind of being banded together and you've been seeing a lot of I would say millennials and below especially creating things pan-Asian British wise yeah. to fight against this and it's good because this is kind of what we wanted when we started a year ago <laughs> by the way a year ago today um, <laughs> and since then like our first episode release we've had 20 other British East Asian podcasts a few different organizations so many art pieces about the experience and the diaspora and our yeah. shared trauma. I just think it's great that, you know, it's terrible. Let's not deny that. But no. out of it comes, you know, this mm -hmm. amazing actual community feeling mm. yeah. community. That I think it was um, in our episode with David York Lowe when I think he'd mentioned that before within our uh, the Asian community, we we're all kind of like split up into like, is Chinese community, yeah. Japanese community, Vietnamese community, you know, community. But I think now we are starting to come together more as like the Asian community because of what's happened. And and I think it. I don't want to say. Oh, it's not that I don't want to say that COVID is what kind of brought us together. It's more. It's sad that that is what it kind of yeah. it took. But I am glad that we have started coming together and even like you mentioned with the podcast coming out but us connecting with people i don't like for example viviao i've spoken to her a few times now and i've never would have connected with her prior to this year i don't and if i don't think we probably would have connected even if covid hadn't happened i don't think we would have and and i f personally feel a lot more empowered now to speak out mm. about things and i think our community is i think for so long we've because of kind of like the, the model minority myth and a lot of us are kind of, well, maybe not our generation, but our parents' generation have been kind of used to just staying quiet about things. Yeah. This year has kind of made us feel like, no, I've had enough of this. We need to make this stop. And, and using all our platforms and social media or podcasts or whatever kind of art form that you do to really speak about it. That makes a lot of sense because as soon as it moves from the microaggressions that we've always faced into like straight up aggression, mm -hmm. yeah, it's <laughs> I evolving. feel like we have to stand at that yeah. point. Don't be no, um, I'm going to call this guy out. I don't know his name, but he's a conservative MP for, um, I don't even know what constituency, but he's a conservative MP and he's Chinese, like BBC. And he's proper like gone into himself if I do this well, the white people will like me type attitude. Ah. You can tell from his posts and stuff. Being like, Chinese people need to come together and vote conservative because they're the party that blah, 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 and cares for our community. He's like, shut up. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. 
<laughs> like a pretty pr- pretty Patel type situation. It's like a pretty Patel mm-hmm. situation. It's a, he's an uncle uncle Tong. Don't be an uncle Tong. I think we're kind of weeding him out through this community because this community's online presence has been more vocal and more debatable, which is great. Yeah. Um, and we're definitely weeding out the people who have like either eternal racism, fully uncle Tong themselves, or kind of want to learn. And you kind of see that they're just thinking that because that's what they grew up with, but they're very easily educatable. <laughs> is that a word? Yep, it's a word. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how about this? Here's a question. Obviously, we know that COVID-19 and everything that's happening around the world creates a whole new world order for us. Everything's going to change. Let's not deny it. Um, Nothing will ever be pre-COVID-19 ever again. It's always going to be a before pandemic and after pandemic. Mm -hmm. Yep. In terms of, again, bringing it back to our own community and our own experiences, is that going to stick? Is like this banding together gonna stick or is it gonna slowly fade out when businesses start to open and there's competition again i hope it sticks i don't think so you don't think it's gonna stick no i i I think it will stick i'd like to hope it sticks but i feel like i'm very optimistic yeah that's very i feel that's very optimistic it is very optimistic but i am just an optimistic person (laughs) yeah me too so i can't really trust myself yeah i feel like um for asians that's a very optimistic view because when someone like cusses out an asian Others might come to it being like, don't speak shit about Asians. But everyone knows that Asians hate each other because they <laughs> all just want to, you know, be the one on top. Yeah. I feel like in terms of, say, the people that I've met during this lockdown, I can't imagine any of them stopping what they're doing now if everything gets fixed. I think we've got the ball rolling and I don't think people are just all of a sudden going to, oh, I'm not going to communicate with such and such anymore because there's no need. I don't think it's going to be that deep. But I think there is going to be some like, oh, we're not like people forget. Yeah. People forget, and 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 like it's not like they're going to go into hating each other, but they just won't try as hard. Is that what you're e- saying? They're not hating each other, but they won't help each other. Mm. You know. Oh no, I, I I actually don't even think I'm being optimistic. I really don't think people are going. I don't understand how at one point you, you can have empathy. I and, think you're right. Yeah. For our generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm for, sorry, I'm talking more about our generation, for everyone else. Uh, kind of not. in their 20s and for the Gen Z yeah. out there, we are strong as a community. Yeah. But we're not the only people in this community. There's, there's the people older than us who have cultural tensions that run deep, deep. Yes. I was definitely uh, speaking more for our generation. Yeah. But like, I feel like I do this. I think living in London, we all, I always think in terms of a London bubble. And I always think in terms of like an age bubble. But <laughs> I really, I really think for everyone older than us, it might be so much more complicated. And I think I, I'd actually be interested to talk to someone who is older than us to see how they think it's going to pan out. Okay, so let's do a thing. Let's predict each one of us. Let's name something that we think is going to be the next lockdown trend for the next month. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. Let's. Um, okay, I, I need to think about. I it. think people are going to start trying to make homemade, like chai lattes or pumpkin spice lattes because they can't go out to Starbucks as easy. They're going to try and be like, guys, check out like that Ghana coffee type situation. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think we're gonna see. We saw like Zoom quizzes. I think we're gonna see like zoom roasts and other kind of like events 
they'll try to like make a roast but like everyone makes their own roast and the whole family like is just on zoom um like things like like family events but like online there'll be more ways that people figure that out i think it will be something i don't know what but it'll be something arty or like diy making because we're coming up to christmas so lots of people will come up with an idea like this can be a present that i will give to such and such person and they're gonna make it ah the rise of diy presents yeah yeah that makes sense because also a lot of people are poor yeah well okay so we've made our assumptions about about second lockdown after this lockdown we'll go back and see how many of us were right check back in the new season check back in the new season (laughs) um okay time for our segment we are this week doing next and next shark and this week we're talking about something that i'm sure a lot of people in the uk already know the dearly beloved um uncle roger was physically assaulted while walking home in london that's not his name no i know but that's that's what the that's what the um title is and that's like his persona that's like the most popular isn't it so they're they're on rice to meet you which i think started just before our podcast um and i'm i'm i know they're doing brilliantly yeah they're doing really well um so the article on next shark says that he was physically assaulted while walking home in london and i watched his um uh instagram story about it but for anyone who doesn't know nigel he's a london-based malaysian comedian he's i feel like he's relatively known i mean he's been as we said on mock the week he blew up when he reviewed that lady who made rice yeah on (laughs) what show was it it's like a bbc food yeah bbc food video and she like drained the rice um and he like said the thing that we were all thinking yeah the things that we were all feeling about how she did rice so he rose to fame and he's like um a gen z edition of peter chow if you any people remember so in the clips nigel points to his bleeding lip and a small bruise under it and he says that he's guessing it's probably covid racism related which is really really shitty and it was a good thing he wasn't a great fighter because it could have been a lot worse he could have been in hospital um and i think this is another slap in the face because as soon as it's someone well known and as soon as someone well known says that he thinks it's covid related Mm. it just drives in the point for non-asians to be like okay maybe all these other asians have something here yeah so i'm actually quite glad that he shared this Mm. so widely on his instagram yeah i'm glad that he basically as soon as he got home he kind of just posted a story on it because it is a great way to show like you know everyone always says that asians they don't have any problems mm-hmm. have the racism but people will literally get punched in the street luckily like nigel's luckily he wasn't you know a great fighter and nigel's hench like he is <laughs> he's hench. yeah so i think he like but it could have been like you know a scrawny little uh kid who's like well, like, like Singaporean student. 
in on Oxford, Oxford Street. Street. Earlier yeah. this year, like he got beat up, he got jumped by three guys, <laughs> and he was like scrawny and lean, couldn't really do nothing about it. So, I think the more this comes out, um, the more realization that this is a problem. Mm. You know what surprised me, um, and kind of like I was in a bit of, like in awe of him as I watched his uh, mm. Instagram story was that he was like he stayed quite positive. Well, not with what he's saying, as in the tone of his voice, he wasn't there like sobbing. He was kind of using comedy again to to make it relatable to the audience um yeah and i really admired him for that because it must have been really difficult i know with me personally that had happened i would be sobbing as i would uh, like be recording myself but he he did it in a way that even people who weren't asian would be able to kind of absorb that knowledge and be like oh damn um the mind of a comedian, I guess. Yeah, I think that's very smart because as mm-hmm. soon as someone takes something too seriously, nobody wants to listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's great for him as a comedian to be able to like deliver it yeah. almost strategically. Yeah. He's got great stand-up material now. Yeah. You could do a whole set on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He made that I joke mean, at the end, didn't he? I'm saying it's a good thing. Like, I'm. S- I'm saying it's an important thing if he can do it right. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, like, we know people who know Nigel. I've actually never spoken to him personally, but we know a lot of people who have. We should have reached out before Uncle Roger popped off, man. Because he's huge now. He's above our level. Nigel's too big for us now. (laughs) But, like, I I, I know that everyone we know who knows him said that he's a really great guy. And he does seem to be, like, a really nice guy. So, like, all thoughts out to Nigel. If he ever listens to yeah, it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he does. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. But Nigel, if you are listening, you know, contact us on Instagram. <laughs> hit us up for collab. He'll, he'll be on Rice's Rise eventually, I feel well, like. Well, we, we travel in the same circles. It's yeah. fine. He may be above <laughs> us, but we're traveling in the same circle below him. <laughs> next to Next Shark and our episode for this week. Connor, do you want to take us out? Yeah, so, you know, guys... <laughs> Why do you always do this voice when you do what? the closing statement? Like, my, hey, you my, know, like, guys. Roundup. <laughs> it's my roundup voice. That's what... Okay, do your roundup voice then. I, uh, I won't do my roundup voice. Okay, guys. <laughs> no, no, end it positively. Voice. Bring it. Like a, like a third voice? Do it like Mickey Mouse. Okay, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's our podcast. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's our podcast for this week. You, you know, catch us every Wednesdays on Apple, Spotify, Google, now Amazon, I think, Deezer, you know, all the good podcasting sites. Um, you can find us on our social medias, um, Instagram at Writers Rice Pod. Keep an eye out on our YouTube because mm-hmm. come December, we're going to be launching some new segments on there and some new videos. Mm-hmm. And our Twitter, mm-hmm. I mean, Twitter's, you know, Twitter it's will there. happen at some point. Yeah, it's yes. there. But also, <laughs> if you want to download us to get us through this lockdown, because, I don't know, the government collapses and our internet all goes, don't worry, because you can download us and you can listen to us without internet at our website, riceisrice.buzzsprout.com. Amazing. And thank you guys for listening mm-hmm. this thank week. Thank you for listening. You stay safe. Stay safe and stay in your homes. Yeah. Stay safe. Stay safe and... 
while you're at home, don't forget to get some rice in your life. Ooh, nice. I like it. <laughs> See you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.